Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 216. I'm Ed Hawkins. It's alive! The World Cup has finally sparked from relatively tepid to, well, warm on Saturday with Afghanistan beating England. But we want more shocks, Sam Collins, don't we? We do, Hawkins. Although it does look a little bit ironic you're describing things as warm, given your big woolly scarf. Um, close game might help us as well in this tournament. Do we get some this week? That's the question. Do we get another shock? Paul Krishnamurti of Betting Betfair is here to tell you all. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. Hello, hello. Um, joined as ever by SportingLife.com's Richard Mann, who is very happy with his pre-tournament South Africa bet at the moment. Hello, Richard. Hello. Yeah, it's all very South Africa, but I'm waiting for the crash back down to earth, probably in the knockouts. Lovely stuff. Hawkins, what's on the show? Usual drill, team news, pitch reports, analysis, trends, player win rates on relative markets for New Zealand versus Afghanistan, India versus Bangladesh, and Australia versus Pakistan on this episode. We think we might have a couple of shocks on the cards. Okay, fingers crossed um, on that one. Also, do stick around for the best bets on those games and a new five-point challenger. Now then, let's check in, as always, with a World Cup outright on the Betfair Exchange. Prices subject to change, of course, as South Africa are playing in the Netherlands as we record. Uh, India are currently the favourites at 2.34. South Africa are 5.9. Australia, 7.6. New Zealand, 7.8. England at 12s. Just checking. No, that is not 512. That is 12s. Pakistan, 15.5. Afghanistan, 410. Bangladesh, 500. And Sri Lanka, 600. Uh, one of the big questions solving the show, of course, uh, as I was just negging them just now, is do England qualify? Five wins from six now required for the semi-finals. When we thought 2.98 uh, with the Betfair exchange to lay a drift from 2.5 before Australia beat Sri Lanka. Paul Krishnamurti, is that a bet for you? I think it's a lay for sure. It might even be a little shorter than that now. Um, I mean, look, five from six games and those six games are Netherlands, OK, should win that. But then you've got India, South Africa, Australia, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. None of them are certainties by any stretch of the imagination. And at least two of them are going to be virtual knockouts, probably. Um, I think we all thought that they were overrated in the betting at the start of England. And it is proven that way. Um, I think we're really going to be looking at at least three sides chasing one place because, to me, India, South Africa and New Zealand all look pretty rock solid for the semis. OK, Richard Mann, uh, thoughts, please, on, on England and how they go from here? Yeah, I the, look, the batting's let them down, hasn't it, so far? But I just haven't given up on the batting. I still think that top five and, and Stokes is going to come back. I still think it's, there's loads of quality and pow, power in there, but the bowling really concerns me. I think they've got to get David William for Sam Curran. Curran, we've mentioned before, I just think he's really ineffective in India. Short grounds, bouncers not, not as effective out here. Um, and I wonder if they'll get Atkinson in as well. Look, the bowling, whatever they do, is not as good as 2019. No Liam Plunkett, and obviously the big loss is no Joffrey Archer. But the batting, I still have faith. Okay. Um, I just I just don't know what to say, other than uh, good, good riddance at a particular point. Um, is there any value on um, them to qualify for the semis, a final market with Betfair Exchange, Richard and then Paul? I'm in disagreement with Paul, actually. I think value is quite hard to find in the outright market, but I wouldn't rule England out 
I think I think India's probably a, a write-off, really. I think they'll struggle to win that match. But all the others, I think the South Africa matches are 50-50. And then I think the Pakistan match is a last group game. That could be a knockout. I fancy him there, and I fancy him to win all the other games. I definitely think they'll beat Australia. will look poor for my money. I won't rule England out, and I think, what are the 12.5 now on Betfair? I think I'd probably go with that as a potential trade, but I do think value is hard to find in the outright market. Okay. Well, see, I think, sorry, I don't The thing is, I'm not saying they won't qualify England, but if we're writing off the India game, then really they've got to win all of them. And that accumulator pays, you know, 10 to 1, 8 to 1, something like that. So I think they are probably the, the wrong price. I mean, I'm looking at that, both of those markets, the outright and the semi-finals. And I think, look, you can lay Australia at 1.9 to reach the last four. That's no certainty. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we'll get to them later on, playing Pakistan. So I think that the bet right now is to lay England and Australia for the top four. 1.9, 2.8. Um, you know, you're laying, if they both qualified, you've, you've laid about an 11 to 10 chance. But I think there's every chance that neither of them qualify, really. Um, and just on that, I don't really understand why Pakistan have drifted to 15.5 in the outright. You know, they've lost to India, the game that everyone expects to lose. Um, I know that for, for all sorts of reasons, we weren't that keen on Pakistan at the start. But they're still a heavyweight side, you know, in Indian subcontinent conditions. And they're not in a bad position in the group. So I think that's the value right now. OK, OK. Hawkins, uh, England are 1.88 favourites to beat South Africa in Mumbai on Saturday with Betfair Exchange. Uh, to me, that looks ludicrous. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think that's why we're talking about it, because it is ludicrous. I think I think Richard and Paul would probably both agree with me here and now, although the game is um, a few days away on Saturdays. We had to preview that match in this episode. We'd all be, we'd all be saying that South Africa were outstanding value, because largely because of those twin problems that England have got, and one of them we haven't mentioned yet, uh, we mentioned in the preview show, which was their dreadful record in the last two years chasing, which is now... Uh, scraping just above 30% win rate batting second, which Afghanistan were able to exploit. Um, and when you've got a dreadful issue chasing and a dreadful issue with the ball, they're going to have to get rid of Sam Curran and Chris Wokes and bring in two different bowlers. Uh, and you're going up against the best top six in the tournament. And there's caveats with the fact that South Africa playing Netherlands as we record, so they could make us look very stupid indeed. But the odds are wrong for me on that um, on that match. Okay, um, let's 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 move on with the actual cricket. Uh, let's get the games up. Uh, we're covering first up on Wednesday is New Zealand versus Afghanistan. Vanquishers of um, the aforementioned England. Uh, Betfair Exchange has New Zealand priced at one point two eight, with Afghanistan four point four. Hawkins get low down for possible eleven for you. The New Zealand, uh, Conway, Young, Ravindra, Mitchell, Latham, Phillips, Chapman, Santner, Ferguson, Henry and Bolt. They've lost Kane Williamson to a fractured thumb. So Young comes back in. I'm not so sure it's a it's a major problem of using losing uh, Williamson because they've been doing so well. Uh, Afghanistan, Gerbaz, Ibrahim, Ramat, Hashmatola, Omarzai, Alakil, Nabi, Rashid, Mujib, Faruqi and Naveen. They could well bring in another spinner if they wanted in Noor Ahmed, possibly leaving out Naveen, because Chennai 
is Spin Paradise, possibly the worst venue that New Zealand would want to be facing uh, that Spin army against Afghanistan. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, New Zealand have started well, but after what we saw last week, this is definitely a test. Are, are Afghanistan value here? I think this, as Ed said, is the ground for Afghanistan. The thing with New Zealand is they are just getting it done, aren't they? They're the typical World Cup side, aren't they? They come good at the World Cups. And the caveat with Afghanistan is, yeah, they were good against England, but their opening pair are so important to them. And I think New Zealand have got a good, good seam attack up front. I don't know. I think I'd leave it alone, to be honest, the outright market. Okay, Paul, do we bet Afghanistan here or, or anything clever on an outright? For me, it's a wait and see in running. I mean, I'm very positive about Afghanistan. I was before the tournament started. I said they'd beat one of the non-subcontinent sides. They've done that. And you would think they'd have a chance in this. But I think, as Rich said, New Zealand are very efficient. They just really took down Bangladesh quite easily on this ground last week. And I think there's another factor, which is that Afghanistan like to, like to bat first and defend. From what we've seen at Chennai, it's harder batting first. It's the, the lights, neuter, spin, chasing. So, and as we as we say, Afghanistan aren't their weaknesses with the bat. So, I would rather wait, see if they can register two fifty plus. If they do, then yes, that's probably worth bets defend because I, I guess that par will be two fifty two sixty. So, if they get around that, you'll still be able to get three to one seven to two. That would be the time to bet. But I'm not that keen for the reasons Rich says. New Zealand are very, they look a really solid, reliable outfit to get the job done. Okay, uh, any nuggets for this match, please, Richard? Yeah, I'm pretty keen on one. I'm pretty keen on New Zealand unders in the first 10 and 15 overs. Um, Conway coming back, uh, sorry, William coming back in to open the batting with Conway. Look, good player and he's had a good year, but... 86 strike weight for Will Young in this format. Devon Conway, brilliant tournament, but he's only striking 88 uh, in this format as well. And against Majib up front on this ground, who just bowls wicket to wicket really tight, I don't think New Zealand will get off to a flyer at all. Um, you've got Fazal Hack at the other end, who, who swings the ball out to Conway, he could cause him problems. I don't see New Zealand getting off to a flyer, and I think you can bet on the exchanges, you can bet under on first 10 over line. Um or, or, or again, just do it with sports book. I did look at Afghanistan in the match, 15 over match, the 13 to 10. But then you, you obviously got to think about Matt Henry and Bolt with a new ball. So I think I'd just prefer to focus on New Zealand's first 10 and 15 overs. I don't think they'll get off to a flyer. Okay. Paul Krishnamati? I think that sounds good. It's a good, good plan. Um, the one I looked at was the winning margin. I think that, as I say, I think New Zealand will probably chase. I think they'd prefer to chase. I think Afghanistan would rather defend. So I'd be looking at the middle ones, like maybe to win by five wickets or six wickets, which would be seven to one each. Okay. Tops market, Hawkins. Uh, lots of players haven't won yet. Bolt, 63% returns uh, since he came back into the team. Uh, blank so far, three to one top bowler with Betfair Sportsbook. Faz Faruqi hasn't done uh, done a return yet either. Twenty nine percent returns. He's going up at four to one for top Afghan bowl, uh, bowler with Betfair Sportsbook. Um, Glenn Phillips, we're still waiting for him to win. He's got nineteen percent win rate. He's the biggest thirteen to one for top New Zealand bat. 
I will mention uh, Will Young, 30% returns because he's the highest of those Kiwis at 100 to 30 with Sportsback. Sportsbook Gerbaz, 100 to 30, boosted to his Sportsbook. He's now winning at 30%. It's taken over from Ibrahim Zadran, who has been really disappointing. Um, still got a win rate at around about 25%. He's 7 to 2 Betfair Sportsbook. But whether we keep faith with him, um, we'll see what the guys say about that. Okay, uh, Richard and Paul. Then, Paul, who are the players to follow on this one? Yeah, do we give Zadran another go? I mean, he's made three starts. He's certainly looked in good, Nick, but we're kind of following him over a cliff now, aren't we? I'd probably be tempted to have one more, one more go with Zadran. Um, and the other interesting one is Ball, and I'd leave him alone personally. I mean, in bilateral series, he is New Zealand's man, but in the T20 World Cup in Australia, he wasn't their leading wicket taker, nor was he in England in 2019 when conditions should have suited. And he's had a really quiet start, hasn't he? Um, but then he's up against Matt Henry, and I don't think Shenai will be ideal for him either. Maybe Glenn Phillips, someone like that with a ball, you know. I think he'll get the off-spinner, part-time off-spinner, and could bowl quite a bit at Shenai. Um, maybe he could spring a bit of a surprise. Okay, Paul? Well, um, on the Ibrahim Zadran question, yes, we do follow him off the cliff. Um, I think, as Rich said, he started well in these innings. This is the nature of betting. Um, you know, you go on bad runs, but I think he's going to pay in the long term. Uh, the price is getting bigger, 7-2 on a sports book. It was 4-1 to one on the exchange in the last match, so maybe it'll be 9-2 to two this time, which would be, I, I think, a solid bet. Um, and again, same Fazal Hakfaruka, you know, the numbers so it's big volumes. He wins this market a uh, disproportionate amount of times. He's not a 4-1 to one chance. He's due. And although I would prefer to back a top-order batsman at Chennai, because I think it's easy to score a run there, it's got to be said that 13-1 to one Glenn Phillips is an insane price, top New Zealand batsman. That is way off the numbers that we've discussed before. Um, and as Rich said, he might contribute to the ball, so maybe 14 to one man in the match isn't terrible bit either. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, fellas. We are officially underway, I think that means. Two more games to come. Don't forget to check betting.betfair for all the stats and trends for each game in this World Cup. And do please look at begamblerware.org, over 18s only, please. Next up, the Thursday clash between India and Bangladesh. Uh, India, 1.13 on the exchange versus Bangladesh, 8.3. The venue is Pune. Uh, over to our friend Edward Hawkins, who has been sizing them up and down. Yeah, possible 11 for India. Gill is back in the team. Rohit, Kohli, Shreyas, Rahul, Hardik, Jadeja, Shadal Thakur could keep his spot in the team. Kaldeep, Bumrah and Siraj. Bangladesh, Tanzid Das, Mahedi Hassan Miraz, uh, Shakib Mushfakir, Hirdoi Mamadullah, Taskin Mustafasir and Shoreful. Head-to-head, uh, -head, Bangladesh won the uh, last meeting between these two teams. They were both reserve teams, though, pretty much in the Asia Cup. But uh, Bangladesh did win well. Uh, Pune is an absolute road. Seven games, five first innings, scores of 300 or more. India failed to defend 3-3-6 three, three, versus England in 2021. Ominous, India. A question of um, Bangladesh getting a foothold in this game, Richard Mann, to trade that 8.3, perhaps the only option of on match odds here? 
Yeah, and I just don't see there being a little, uh, a lot of legroom with that either. Just the manner in which India are winning their games. I mean, they're not just winning; they've been really ruthless and efficient, and and they're, they're hammering teams out. They're what they beat Australia six wickets, uh, Pakistan seven wickets, and they won't beat Afghanistan by eight wickets. It's all the same trend. They just look like a freight train headed to the final, and, and I don't really see much point in, in trading them, trading Bangladesh here. Paul Krishnamurti, any innings run strategy here? Well, um, I'm going to assume that the market knows about Pune and that it's an absolute road and that anything is possible here. Um, if India bat first, I'm guessing that if the market is wise, par will start at 330, in which case I'd still be happy at bat 350 at 2-1, to one, 350 or more, maybe if and another line 380 or more at 5-1 to one, or maybe 10-11 to 1, 400 plus. I think anything's possible really at Pune. Um, for Bangladesh, I'm guessing again if it's it's going to start about 50, 60 runs lower. Personally, I wouldn't want to be backing even money than getting two seventy against India. I just think it's too strong. Okay, uh, any thoughts on whether Bangladesh could trade shorter, Paul? What if they got um, two hundred and eighty to ninety batting first, perhaps? I don't think so. I I think it's a very one sided match here. I mean, if you, I mean, look, I like doing that generally as a rule, laying short teams and backing them back. If you think Bangladesh got a chance, then I guess a plan would be to lay them at around 1.13 and then try to cash the bet out at about 1.31, 1.32, so just above even money. But that wouldn't be my personal advice. Okay, Hawkins to the tops, please. Yeah, we'll get our first opportunity uh, knowing that he's definitely going to be playing, Shubman Gill. Uh, to back him for top run scorer. 31% returns last two years. He's 11 to 4 with Betfair Sportsbook. Bum, 46% returns on top bowler is 3 to 1 with Betfair Sportsbook for top India bowler. Uh, the uh, double of Shubman Gill and Jasprit Bumrah, top bat and top wicket taker for India, respectively, catches the eye at 11 to 1 with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, Bangladesh. Taskin, 41% returns last two years, 100 to 30 with Betfair Sportsbook top. Uh, Bangladesh bowler, I've got nothing for you with Bangladesh batsmen at all. There's no numbers that we like at all. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann, players to follow. Let's start with Richard. Yeah, I'm keen on, I just think the price is too big about Najmul Shanto. He's out to nine to two now. Top scored in the first game. He only played twice at the Asia Cup because of a hamstring tear, but uh, I think he made 180 odd there. For me, he's their best player. And Shakib's an injury doubt here as well. He's, he's, he's tweaked his thigh. He's not certain to line up. Um, he takes a good chunk of them. But I think nine to two Shanto is the bet. Um, the other bet I like is is the margin betting. I think India to win 10 wickets on 90 plus runs at nine to one is a knocking bet because particularly if India bat first, and they might want to have a go batting first, by the way, because they've chased all, all, all the while at the moment, but they'll kind of need some practice at some point because in the knockouts they may have to bat first. So I'd probably split stakes with that and India to win by nine wickets, 81 to 90 runs. That's 14, but I'd be in favour of the 10 wickets, 90 plus. I think it could be a hammering. Okay, Paul Christenberti. Basically, Rich has just read my notes. <laughs> the one player I had was Shanto, nine or two, and almost identically, I've got in the top three options for India margins, 10, nine and eight, which is, if you back the three of them, it pays 11 to four combined. Um, 
So I, that, I think that's a solid bet for exactly those reasons. It says if they bat first, that's massive price eleven to four. Um, I was lining up backing one of India's top three for man of the match, but the market's clued up to it. They're all five to one, so you're talking even money on it being one of India's top three, which is probably too short for my money. Okay, okay. Best bets from Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann still to come. Our final game of this episode is on Friday, and we've saved... No, sorry, I've absolutely gone rogue on the script because Hawkins has chucked a curveball in. Um, we're going to Australia versus Pakistan in a second, but now we're going to shoehorn our five-point challenger in here um, over to Hawkins to explain this madness. Yep, if you want to take on uh, the team, five points to spend every week. Uh, see if you can make a re- profit. If you make a profit, you return uh, next week and so on and so forth. Eddie Rivers is our returning champion with uh, three uh, returning weeks. Vinnie Rodham's going to come back and have a go this week. Five points to spend. Ravindra, player of the match. New Zealand versus Afghanistan, half point, 10 to 1. Gurbaz, top Afghanistan, about 1.5 points. Moving on to that India-Bangladesh game, he's gone for Mushfakir Rahim, top Bangladesh, about 100 to 30. And then one point on 13 to 2. Jasprit Bumba, player of the match. It was one point on Mushfakir, by the way, for top Bangladesh, bat. Half a point on um, Josh Inglis, top Australia bat in that Pakistan game, which we'll talk about in a second. Half a point on Mohammed Nawaz, top Pakistan bat at 25 to 1 with Betfair Sportsbook. There you go. Okay. Now, best bets from Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann to come, as promised. Before we, but first, we move on to our final game of this episode, uh, which is on Friday. We've saved the best till last Australia versus Pakistan. Australia 1.61 on the Betfair Exchange, Pakistan 2.58, Bangalore is the venue, Hawkins, can we have a lowdown please and maybe a close match? Australia, Warner, Marsh, Smith, Labashane, English, Maxwell, Stoinis, Cummins, Stark, Zampa, Hazelwood, they're pretty settled now. Uh, Pakistan, Shafiq, Imam, Babar, Rizwan, Shakir, Liftikar, Shadab, Nawaz, Hassan, Afridi or Ralph, and Ralph rather, Mohammed Wasim. I'd uh, quite like to see him in from Hassan Ali, but I'm not sure whether that's going to happen. Uh, only two ODI in the last six years at this venue, but the reputation as it for a road that we see in IPL pretty much holds up at Bangalore. Australia couldn't defend 286 versus India in 2020. Steve Smith got a ton in that match. This one looks like it will be a cracker. So let's go to Richard Mann. Uh, Convinced here by Australia um, against us, you know, were you convinced by Australia against Sri Lanka, Richard, or scarred by Pakistan's effort against India? Like, where, where's your thoughts lying on this? Well, looking at the prices, I think Pakistan have to be the better. I wouldn't read too much into the to the India defeat for Pakistan. I mean, that's such a big, high octane game for them, and they haven't always fared well in it, have they? But I think away from that, they're still a pretty decent side. And for my money, I don't think Australia are. I think they, they were poor in the first two games. Sri Lanka had them on the ropes, didn't they? 125 for naught. Should have had them dead and buried. And even Australia unconvincing in the run case. I think at the prices, Pakistan have to be the better here. Okay. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, your view on these sides? Completely agree with Rich, 100%. Um, spoke earlier about the outright situation. For me, Pakistan are value and Australia a terrible value. Um, I don't, I would have this as an each of two game, really, in the subcontinent. 
and then there's the factor of the ground that this is a generally a high scoring ground so you wonder what do you want more players to hit boundaries which hit sixes that aggressively neither of them are that strong in that regard because we've sort of thought about Australia being slowed up by Smith and Lavishane. Um, or do you want containment? And I would say containment's more important and I would much prefer that Pakistan attack to contain than Australia. Okay. Richard, um, both sides here prone to collapsing with the bat. Can we make that pay? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting discussion point and, and hopefully Paul will jump in at, at some point. Look, this ground, you wouldn't think it's one for collapses at all. It generally runs in the IPL, isn't it? But as we saw at the weekend, Pakistan going great guns against India. And once again, as Paul's always argued, keep the collapse on side. Pakistan imploded, didn't they? Um, Afghanistan, brilliant opening partnership, and then they collapsed. I know they rallied again, um, but you could have definitely got your money out. I think they were like 113 for north, 13 overs. Uh, and then as we saw on, on Monday, I've just mentioned Sri Lanka, 125 for naught, barely scraped 200. Keep the collapse on side. Uh, and even here, and I think the market will probably expect big ones anyway, I think it's probably wise, particularly with the way the tournament's going, to keep the collapse on side. Do you think that's fair, Paul? I, absolutely. Um, I think that I, th- I think you've always got to do it, even if you think the other way. So to take the India-Pakistan game, I actually got lucky in that through doing that, my position was very much overs, 290 plus, but you could get four to one at the start on under 250. And I just thought, well, you know, 250 is always going to be a, tar- a, a sizable tally to get against India. So just keep that. I'll have a big bet on that and and then play the overs. And so it covers it. And the, the situations that you were talking about, those games, you know, some of these things are a hundred to one plus, um, I, again, when the India-Pakistan, I wasn't following the lines in running, but the par line in that game was about 310 when the collapse started. So I'm guessing that 200 must have been 101, must have been 100 to 1. You might have even got 50 to 1 on under 220, 230, something like that. And, you know, just keep if you keep doing that in cricket, you will win money because collapses happen. That's just thing- the thing we always say is, you know, keep this thing on side and, and it's a bit like the top wrong top right top batsman prices. And you only need one to pay for your tournament. But this weekend, if you if you count Monday as well, we've we've basically had three. And so you'd have more than paid for your tournament. I've never known it to not to there to be a long run where it didn't happen somewhere. It always does happen somewhere. Okay, Paul, any other nuggets? Well, <laughs> you know, the converse of that, keep that on side. Always keep the extreme runs on side. But what we know about Bangalore is late runs. If there are wickets, if they've got wickets in hand, the last 10, 15 overs could be anything. We've seen this in the IPL, very, very reliable back in the last 10 overs um, over par line. So I'm thinking that look at the 35 over mark. At that point, if a team's got seven wickets in hand, I think par will be about 115, 120 for the last 15 overs. And I think that's a solid par bet, it's a solid overs bet. And I'd go for one, a, a much more extreme one, maybe 150, maybe 10 and over for the last 15. But as we've said before, without contradicting it, it's not contradictory to say this, keep the very extreme answer on side. Okay. Um, Hawkins, tops markets, please. 
Yeah, these are your most reliable uh, winners on top bowler and top bat. Australia first, Warner 32% returns, uh, 16 to 5 with Betfair Sportsbook. That may well be boosted by the time this uh, episode comes out. So keep that uh, in mind. Warner hasn't won yet and was very unfortunate uh, to be sawn off against Sri Lanka. Smith wins at 26%, uh, returns at 26%, rather, 7 to 2 with Betfair Sportsbook. We note that century got on this ground. Zampa, 52% returns, 4-1 to one top wicket-taker for Australia. Has really found his form, four wickets against Sri Lanka one last time. Babar, 33.3% returns, 100-30. to 30. That's a boost. Ralph, 39%, 7-2 uh, for top bowler. Uh, just just pipping um, a freedy by the odd percentage point. Okay. Uh, Richard um, first, and then Paul, please, for player bets. I just wanted to flag something up about Steve Smith, actually. I wonder if we're slowly seeing the decline of a great player. Look, he's always been so good off his pads, hasn't he? And, and just hammered straight bowling through mid-wicket. But this World Cup, he's been out LBW twice and clean ball once in three games. We saw it in the Ashes a couple of times as well, out LBW a couple of times, you know, and in years gone by, that he was just whipping that through mid-wicket for four. I'd like to see Mohamed Wazim play and bowl at him because I think he could cause him some problems. I think I'd bet that the middle order finishers here in the tops markets, I'd be tempted to take a chance on Iftikar, maybe even in running. And and for Australia, I mean, one of any, Maxwell or Steiner, so maybe even English, I think they could be big prices. And Paul keeps mentioning about strong finishes at this ground. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Yep, so uh, that's it, exactly that. I've got two finishes here, Iftikar 12 to 1, Glenn Maxwell 17 to 2. Uh, both you would think would go crazy at the death here. But the bet is undoubtedly 7-2, Harris Ralph, top Pakistan wicket-taker. That um, must pay seriously over the long term. Okay, fantastic. Um, best bet's time, I think, now, unless anyone's got anything to add. Um, Richard Mann, Paul Krishnamurti, each five units to spend. Can I have them all in one, please, from each of you? We'll go to Paul Krishnamurti first. Okay, we'll start off 1.5 points. Harris Ralph, top top Pakistan wicket taker against Australia. Um, in the India game, the margin bets that we were talking about are so three quarters of a point on um, ten wicket, ninety one to one hundred, or ten wickets or more. Half a point on nine wickets or eighty one to ninety, and three quarters of a point on eight wickets or 71 to 80. So that's two points in total. And then for the final bet, I'm going to go to a game we didn't cover on Saturday, which is Sri Lanka v Netherlands, 1.5 points, Mahesh Thikshana, top Sri Lanka bowler. You've been eyeing that one up for ages, haven't you? I have. <laughs> right, I'm going to kick off. Right, I'm going to have two, two points. Uh, unders on New Zealand's first 10 over runs line. So what I'll do is as soon as it's priced up in running, whether when, after the toss or when, if they're batting second, I will then attach it on a tweet to when I promote this podcast for transparency reasons. So that's two units there on unders, New Zealand first 10 overs. A point, Ibrahim Zadran, top Afghanistan batsman. I'm sticking with him. As I am, Najmul Shanto, top Bangladesh batsman. That's a unit. And that leaves me uh, a final unit. And I'm just... And I'm going to have... A unit on England to win the Cricket World Cup at 12.5 with a view to trading out when they get to the knockouts and they're six to four. Patriotism right there for you, Sam. 
What a lovely way to finish, Richard, man. A bit of patriotism. Thank you very much. That was Cricket Only Better episode 2016. I've been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann. We will be back same time next week for more Best Bets. Uh, we will see you then and have a lovely week in the meantime. <laughs>